Um, I think we should be ready. You guys feeling all right? Yeah, I feel good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like physically fine, but I have this dark cloud constantly hanging over me day after day. Tuesday podcast episode 344. I'm Sam Ginsberg and here is the E.T. the extraterrestrial for the Atari 2600 of podcasting, Tyler Dryblade. That one hurts for some reason. That was almost good. It was almost good like the movie and I was like, oh wow, that's nice. I think, yeah, exactly. It was that up and down that really, really got to me. As long as you're sad. Right, that's the that's the whole point. Hey, everybody, welcome to another sad, sad edition of Bruce Day Tuesday podcast. We're going to be talking about the coronavirus and ABV and companies buying each other up. So uh, three very separate articles, but we're going to talk about all of that with Zach. Hey, Zach. Hey, how's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, oh, is that a puppy in the background? It is. He's just chilling on his table where he sits uh, and looks out the window. Now, it's not like we, you know, podcast every day or anything like that, but we, we, we're we on two podcasts together fairly frequently, and this is the first time I've, like, seen slash heard him being still. Yep, that's him. He's just chilling, uh, staring out the window, barking at people passing by. So, nice, nice. So, Tyler, don't feel goes. bad. Uh, Zach and I are friends in real life, and we've hung out together with that dog many times and it i think is the first time i've ever seen him be chill and also awake like <laughs> yeah. i've seen him like play so hard with my dogs that he passes out but there's no intermediate step where he's just hanging out he's a spaz and then he's napping right yeah we uh we took him on an hour-long walk today because it was nice out and uh that has like quelled him a little bit that'll do it what are you drinking? I, saw, I think I kind of saw it on the uh, on the video feed. It looks like – oh, no. You must have been drinking – were you drinking something else? Because it looked kind of pinkish. This guy? I'm drinking this guy right here. I've got Mango Milkshake by Central Waters, which is a milkshake-style IPA. Oh. Shockingly. Brewed with mangoes, obviously, and allegedly vanilla beans. And it is 7.6 ABV, although I had to look that up because it wasn't on the can. Pertinent. Um, <laughs> foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it it smells like, I guess, very, very subtly of, of mango. Um, there's definitely some fruit. Um, it, it, it poured kind of yellowy, almost like pulpy orange juice and super cloudy with a, uh, you know, a happy little effervescent white head of bubbles on it. And there we go. That's more what I'm used to. What's up, Roops? Huh. That is not as bad as I was afraid like a, a milkshake-style IPA was going to be. I wasn't sure how well they were going to be able to pull that off. Definitely a lot of lactose, which is nice. Still definitely a little bitter, like you'd expect from an IPA. I don't know how I feel. I feel confused. It's like I went to drink a Sprite, and I got a water instead. And I'm all, all thrown. I think it well, helps with a milkshake IPA to pretend it doesn't say IPA on there. Just pretend it says milkshake pale ale, and you'll have... A better experience 
Yeah, I'll take that to heart and see how it goes. <laughs> take that to stomach. Mm. I have from Cigar City Brewing Company, or Cigar City Brewing, I guess, Wedge Cut, an American wheat ale with lemon peel. It's 4.5% ABV. It's a pretty kind of light yellow, um, rather clear kind of effervescent. It poured with a medium head, similarly sized bubbles. It smells a little, a little Goza-like, actually, a little salty. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. Well, luckily for me, it doesn't taste Goza-like. I think what it was was just the, the lemon kind of threw me off a little bit. This tastes like the beer equivalent of plain water with the lemon wedge in it. You know, like this is like, oh, yep, that's a beer. And they definitely put a little hint of lemon in there. But it's like it's pretty mild in all respects. There's nothing that I'm not like, damn, check out this lemon ass beer. It's just like I, I can tell it's a beer with some lemon in it. So it's fine from first taste. Nice. Sam? Sure. I have Potosi Shot Tower Espresso Stout, which, having said it just now, I feel like it was almost a tongue twister, but also I did it fine, so maybe it wasn't really a tongue twister. 6.5% ABV, and this is like a coffee beer, if you've ever heard of such a thing. Really rich malt in the nose, just a hint of coffee, but I feel like a lot of the time when you get coffee beers it's like overwhelming coffee and you're like but where's the rest of the beer so this this smells like it might go a little bit the other way but also i really love the malt nose so i might not be upset about it and i'm i'm on record as being critical of potosi so not not is this is not new glarus or anything but like uh if i like a potosi beer you know it's good more bitterness from the coffee than i would have expected like Kind of reminded me more of coffee grounds than actual coffee, but it plays well with the malt. I, I would have liked just a just a bit of sweetness in here. I guess maybe like that's not really what espresso is. Espresso is a bitter thing, but I think just a little bit of some of the lactose from Zach's beer really would have woken this up. But but I think it's alright. We'll 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 see how it is when I get further in. Fair dues. So Zach kind of uh, gave us a little hint to this article by not having the ABV on his can. Uh, we've we've discussed a couple times in this podcast how weird it is that it's not like you're not legally required to put the ABV on there. And for the answer to why that is, we're going to go to vinepair.com for this article. Ask Adam, why do some beers not have ABV on the label? Isn't this illegal? Do you guys do you guys want to take a guess as to what the what the reason is? It's not illegal, so they don't. It's it's definitely not illegal. It, it it is your question. Why isn't it illegal? It totally seems like it should be. Or is your question why do so many breweries do it if they don't have to? No. Why why isn't it why isn't it illegal? It totally seems like it should be. Uh, because Congress is ineffective. <laughs> you, can't, you can't force speech for no reason. Well, I mean, you have to put uh, ingredients. On stuff yeah, I was just like about to say, they just made food. all those fast food companies list their calories and stuff. Uh, I don't know why I'm being so mean to you. I asked you to just come up with an answer off the top I of your head. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I don't know. So, so I'm sorry about that. Um, so Ask Adam says that 
Back in the day, 1935, when prohibition was repealed, Congress passed a law that actually banned the listing of ABV on cans and bottles. And the idea was that they didn't want companies getting into a, like a strength war. They thought that if you posted your ABV, people would be like, look how alcoholic our beer is. And then beers would just get more and more alcoholic. In a weird way, they were a little bit right, I would say. That is how I shop for beer, so... Oh, yeah. For, like, a solid four years, maybe six years, in college and then immediately after. That was maybe the number one thing I was looking for. This does seem strange, though, because, like, like, I guess I get where they're coming from. But, you know, we were talking about calorie guides and, and nutrition facts and ingredients lists. Those all... You know, it's hard to reconcile this idea of ABV uh, against this culture of listing everything that's in our food. So I guess I get where they were coming from, but it just seems bizarre to me. I think it's uh, the type of thing that made sense in 1935 and doesn't make sense in 2020. Same with uh, what could women vote back then? I don't remember. <laughs> Be careful. Yes, <laughs> in the 30s, yeah. Yeah. Apparently, this, this law was not overturned until 1995, which is pretty weird. Uh, our Wait, friends... really? In our lifetime, it was illegal to print ABV. Apparently. That's insane. If you were alive, yeah. Uh, yeah, apparently our friends at Coors Brewing Company argued a case all the way up to the Supreme Court that said, you know, there's, there's no evidence that this would lead to a strength war. They actually did, Zach, say that it restricted their freedom of speech. That's kind of interesting. And they, they won their case, and so that's why... You are now allowed to put ABV on your bottles and cans, although there is still no, yeah, there is still no federal uh, statute requiring it. So this that's kind of interesting to me. Like, I'm glad Coors did this because it's, you know, it's good to have that on the label, and it's totally whack that it was illegal to put it on the label. But just from a business perspective, why did Coors do this? Did they were with was Coors Banquet like a bigger beer than Budweiser in terms of ABV? I find that unlikely. That's a good question, Sam. I'm not sure. Maybe 1995. Was there like a health conscious thing going on then? Were they when trying to play to that? was a health conscious thing? No, it's new. Okay. We haven't been healthy. Uh, we didn't get healthy until after 9-11. Yeah, it used to be that everyone wanted to die as soon as possible. I yeah. still feel that way. <laughs> What's old is new again. Know. Chandler and Friends. Oh, man. I don't want to talk about Friends, but it's too bad that his face got as red as it did sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a question about this law. So as I've mentioned yeah. 50 to 60 times on the show, I really like this bar around here called Hop House. And <clears throat> on their menus and also like in a big board at the front, it lists all their beers with their ABVs. Would it have been illegal at a tap house to listen to ABV? I guess tap house maybe isn't the word because tap houses weren't really a thing in 1995. Right, but like right. bars existed and they had menus. I have to imagine. Hmm. So, so I I actually have a legal expert on the line with me right now uh, here to answer Sam's question <laughs> about uh, the, the interpretation of this 15 uh, or 25 year old law rather. And so basically, I, yes, they could definitely do that because they're not the ones selling like the uh, the bulk product. So I feel like they the, the idea of a bidding war for the highest alcohol beer, I feel like only marginally 
offers a profit to the bar compared yeah. to like the wholesalers of the product. I, so the way this article says it is that the, the law forbade the posting of co- alcohol content on cans and bottles. If you put it on a signboard, presumably that is not illegal. What about on a box? A box full of bottles. What about on a keg? Sure. I Tyler, well, answer I, my questions. Know these things off the top of your head. I've got I, Herbert Hoover on the line, and uh, he's got a bunch of really interesting stock advice, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I also think it probably has something – like, I'm not sure it even would have come up because I'm sure no bars were, like, calling up Chorus and being like, hey, how strong is your beer, you know? Like, I'm sure just nobody even thought to do that. Yeah, I guess I guess that's fair when everyone's cool. making swill. Like, when you're when it's a 4.3 versus a 4.7, no one cares. When it's a 10 versus a 4, it matters. Right. Yeah, when you can accidentally buy a 10% beer and just be like, oh, fuck, well, sorry, Surprise. I guess these kids aren't getting picked up from soccer breakfast. <laughs> right. So, wait, did we, we didn't even answer this actual question, though. We, we got halfway there. I blame Tyler. What? What was he didn't the, what, actually say that. Uh, no, yes, he did. He said Coors took it to the Supreme Court. We well, did some stuff. Well, that explained why it's now legal to put it on the label. Do we have yeah. an answer for why it, why it isn't mandatory? That person's a dumbass because not only is it not mandatory to put it on, it wasn't even allowed to put it on until 1995. Oh, so no I, one gives a shit. Now. I guess I thought. It would be nice if they had if they went into more detail about whether anyone has petitioned for this, because you'd think someone would. Like even a temperance group, if those things still exist, would say, "Well, at least let them know." Well, if I'm pregnant, I want to know how much beer oh, I'm putting boy. into the baby. Like how much alcohol is okay. Like I might have a three seven if I'm pregnant, but you know, yeah. I don't want to have a tenor. You don't want to stress that kid too much. <laughs> I'm really not sure, Sam. Maybe it just like maybe everybody is basically doing it voluntarily, so nobody feels like it needs to be put into law. I mean, kind of to the point of uh, the 1935 Congress. I think you have a lot more reason to put it on your label if it's 10 percent than you do if it's four. Yeah, uh, and I do find that a much higher proportion of high ABV beers printed than low ABV beers. Sure, that's that's anecdotal, but whatever. It just, I don't know, it seems like it should be mandatory, and I, I guess I thought maybe this article would go into if anything's happening with that, but I guess nothing's happening with that. I, yeah, I think maybe, uh, maybe you know, most uh, the states or companies are just kind of doing it by themselves, and so nobody feels the need to push it right now. That's, that's my completely uneducated guess. Well, you'll be happy to know I'm completely dissatisfied. That's fine, you'll forget about it. 15 minutes once we're done with this episode. I'm going to look at Coors Light. From now. Coors Light better have the ABV listed on the can the next time I see it. If they're going to take it all the way to the Supreme Court, they <laughs> well, better be telling me what the ABV of uh, Coors Light is. Well, maybe Coors Light doesn't have it, but uh, Coors Banquet does. Right, mm. whatever the higher ABV beer was. Yeah, I'll check. So you guys know that I never have content on the show. But I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you all with a tiny nugget of content. I don't know if it's a whole segment's worth, but I uh, I got stitches for the first time the other day. Did, who did you stitch I've, on? I'm early snitches get stitched. So. <laughs> oh man, I the only reason I blurted it the way I blurted it is because I knew Zach was headed there. They saw me it's running not about, out. Not about who gets the best joke. It's about who gets the fastest joke. Mm-hmm. 
I, uh, I've, I've never had stitches before. Um, I had a sheltered childhood, I suppose, but I was at work the other day and I was moving some stuff around in the maintenance area and a milk crate full of tools fell onto my hand, and busted it like the skin of a melon. <laughs> and so I had to go to the ER and get six stitches in my hand. So I know that the sounds audience... like a tool crate, not a milk crate. <laughs> Shut you up, suck. Zach. <laughs> uh, I know the audience can't see it, but can we see your hand? Um, you can't see the nastiness. Oh. Yeah, that looks like you got a little boo-boo. Yeah, so basically what happened is I split the finger crotch. I uh, The milk crate came down on my hand, and it busted the, the skin in between my pointer and middle finger, like, in a real weird place. And uh, luckily I didn't, like, snap any tendons or crush any bones, and he, he sewed me up. And it doesn't even really hurt, and I went back to work. But it was it was a unique experience because I've I've never had to get stitches before. Did I ever tell you about the workplace injury that I had, which left me uh, bleeding out of my hand? No. So I used to work at Quiznos. When I was I like, w- our work? <laughs> no, no. I think so. Uh, when I was I was probably like fourteen or fifteen at this point. I was young enough that I couldn't drive. I know that for sure. Uh-huh. I was making a sandwich and I was moving <laughs> too fast and I just cut my thumb wide open. Uh, yep. And I'm not really sure why I thought my parents would be mad at me. I guess because my parents were mad at me a lot in those days. Maybe it's like I thought that they would make me stop working if if they knew that I hurt myself at work. Sure. So I stole like a dish rag from work and wrapped it around my thumb and just had it in my pocket until we got home. Like my parents picked me up from work, which they had to do because I couldn't drive. And I got home and just like hung out for a while and then snagged a, a bottle of super glue oh, no. out of the drawer and took it to my room and glued my thumb shut. And now like, uh, I'm sure you won't be able to see it on, on the camera, but my, like, there's like a, like a flange of my thumb where it's very clear that the, the fingerprint doesn't line up. Like the lines don't go into <laughs> each other. Right. Cause I glued it back together a little bit off. Oh man, you better not commit any crimes. That's so distinct. That's like the most distinct <laughs> fingerprint anyone's ever had. There was a dude back in, I think, the 30s, and he was like, I know, if nobody can get my fingerprints, I'll never be caught. So he burned all his fingers, but then he just had weird, unique burn marks as his fingerprints, oh. and he got caught. Man, because that's definitely dumbass. some shit I've seen on, like, Law & Order or something. Yeah. And I've been, like, genius, brilliant, flawless, uh, I guess not. <laughs> It's it's not at all, yeah. Um, but uh, so when I he went into the... wait, wait, he could have just worn gloves. Like, right. like, what a fucking idiot! Right. The actual the actual like pro move from what I am well from what I'm told, you know, I'm not a master criminal. Is it sanding? But apparently, it's sanding, right? It's sanding, isn't it? No, not sanding. Is you Shit. put uh you put super glue on your fingertips because then it doesn't like look obvious, but you won't leave the fingerprints behind. Wait, you put super glue in your fingertips so you can be a sticky bandit? Is that what you're saying? No. Yeah. So you put and they, super they can't glue. take what you've stolen away from you. <laughs> they <laughs> call me the gecko. <laughs> uh, no, so you put it on there and then you let it dry because it like dries clear and smooth. So you won't be leaving <laughs> fingerprints. But like if you walk into a bank, you don't have these conspicuous gloves or whatever. We're, we're in Wisconsin. Products. You can wear gloves most of the year and it's not conspicuous. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I wish we had products that were, like, clearly for stealing, like, to help you get away with crimes. And they did commercials the same way, like, alcohol companies do, where at the end it was just like, don't use this to steal. 
<laughs> so, like, if, if there was a commercial for grappling hooks and balaclavas? Yeah, I mean, I just bought a lockpicking set. That's something you can do. Wait, you just bought a lockpicking set? I'm almost sure you had one in college. Did you lose oh, it? Oh, no, no. I, I got stolen. I <laughs> that's funny zach i didn't mean just in like the the, the time sense you mean I meant simply like, I, right i simply went out and bought some lock picking tools yeah you were way into that sophomore year have you even fucked around with that in the last decade yeah um so i was pretty into it for a while actually for like a a solid year and then i put it away and like every time i move i find it again and i like mess with it for like three weeks and give up yeah yeah a criminal uh, mastermind in the making i uh i i i broke into my own house one time with them so that was kind of useful i was locked out and i i uh picked my own lock that's actually super rad in like a like a hollowed out rock outside your apartment just in case <laughs> uh no no um i was i was moving again actually so it was <laughs> okay. like it was like in my car or whatever and i was like oh, boop, 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 boop. so you, um, you you're at least decent you can that do was, it that was probably two years ago. So I, I was. I don't know how I am anymore. Did it disturb you how easy it was to break into your own house with an online yeah. lockpicking kit? Yeah, actually. Because it's like it was way easier to break into that actual lock than like the practice lock they give you with the kit. I was like, what the fuck? What kind of cheap ass <laughs> crack house am I living in? <laughs> That's not where I stayed with you, is it? No. Thank no. goodness. Yes, it was a, that was a different... I think that was the place right after. I was completely nude on your couch. Solid. Why? Why? Why not? That's how I sleep. <laughs> totally nude. Yeah, usually, uh, like, if I'm staying at someone's place, I'll, um, like, go to... Like, I'll go to sleep in jeans, and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I just sleep in my jeans usually, it's fine. And then as soon as they leave the room, I set an alarm for, like, right before they wake up and get <laughs> totally naked, and then, like, put my jeans back on before they catch me. Nice. And I make sure to rub my butt on as much stuff as possible. That's a super weird thing to do. (laughs) That's a harmless prank. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of pranks, let's go to theatlantic.com for this article, What the Dubious Corona Poll Reveals. I don't know that if, like, the the death of accurate journalism and a prank are the same thing, but all right. (laughs) It's a hilarious prank on the American public. I would say the um, worldwide public. Worldwide public, did you say? Yeah, I mean, this isn't just happening here. I suppose that's true. So, you may or may not have heard that apparently 38% of Americans won't drink Corona beer because they're afraid of contracting the coronavirus. Uh, this is a claim that's been making the rounds on social media lately, and according to The Atlantic, it is wrong. The, uh, the claim started with a PR agency, 5WPR, that put out this poll, basically. It ranked, uh, asked 737 beer-drinking Americans a variety of different questions, um, one of them apparently being about the coronavirus and corona beer, and then uh, put out this statement that was quickly picked up by people like you know CNN, the New York Post, Vice, and basically, everybody was saying, oh, my God, can you believe how stupid people are? They think the Corona beer will give you coronavirus. Uh, but again, no, that's that's not really true. According to this article, the this PR firm basically asked questions designed to 
not trick people, but mislead to provide a false correlation between, you know, the uh, people talking about the sickness and the beer. Um, a lot of that 38% could just be responding to the fact that they don't want to drink Corona. It has nothing to do with the virus, but the way they put this poll together implies that it does. And a bunch of major news organizations were, were fooled and spread this, this, uh, this silly message in a, dare I say it, viral way. Yeah. So, yeah. I've actually heard that a disturbing number of people are, in fact, down with the sickness. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Ah, 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 ah. (laughs) So Um, I guess that, like, the answer on the survey was that 38% of people uh, responded to affirmatively was that they uh, would not buy Corona under any circumstances now. And so the word now there is like really where they get you because now I think what they're what they're the spin is trying to indicate is it's changed. Yeah, right. Right. It implies that the answer has changed. But I think a lot of people would say they wouldn't buy Corona under any circumstances now. And they also would have said the same thing a year ago. Yeah, because it tastes like pirate's urine. (laughs) Yeah, I I think if you I, I would be hard pressed in this poll to say well, it's not that I wouldn't buy Corona under any circumstances. It's just that the circumstances would have to be extremely dire to the extent that I think it's <laughs> unlikely they're ever to come to pass. Gun to your head. Buy some Corona. You're like, okay, but they're going to be bad until you've had four. Well, I, I don't know. I guess if, if I were throwing a party and for whatever reason I was asking people what they wanted me to have and someone said Corona, I would get Corona to shut them up. But also, I wouldn't fuck them. I'm not that good of a host, so I wouldn't ask that question. Zach can If attest. I asked somebody what they wanted at my beer party and then they said Corona, they would not be coming to my beer party. Yeah. I'm I really hate that man. I, no, I just – I have an issue with Corona and the fact that they've tricked us all into subsidizing their gross-tasting beer with our hard-earned limes. That's true. Um, but uh, yeah, so – Good news and bad news here. Good news is that, you know, almost 40% of Americans don't actually think that Corona beer will give them coronavirus. That is that is a good thing. Uh, but the, the bad thing is that we are all very willing to believe that our fellow American is a complete moron and uh, journalists are not really doing their jobs. So, yeah, it was more reassuring to hear that it was like percent of people who are active corona drinkers who answered no to that question because those four people or the four percent of people are actually really stupid right like those are the stupid people that we all fear exist and we feel like should just be like buried under the earth you know to become warlocks or something yeah. all right so um, actually let me defend some of those four percent of people okay go ahead so maybe three percent of well i guess three percent of the total so 75 percent of those four percent this shitty little subset, maybe they're thinking the other people, the one, this 1%, not the 1% that we really need to fear. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe they think that's what coronavirus is. So these people that like Corona aren't buying Corona because they are concerned that other people think it'll give you coronavirus and they're trying to be good hosts to their very stupid guests. Because it doesn't say, it doesn't say, uh, would not drink Corona. It says would not buy Corona. That's true. That's true. Like I ain't paying for no Corona, but you give me a Corona, I'll drink. No problem. 
Just like drink Land Shark. It's also very bad, but I don't know. It's not Corona. I can't wait till there's some shark attacks and there's a poll about Land Shark. They're like, I don't want to summon any sharks or anything with this beer. Yeah, it's you have roughly the same probability. <laughs> yeah, you know, these sharks are great. Yeah, yeah, condominiums, I don't use them. Oh, you know. <laughs> I like that one. That's from uh, Straight Up Rocky 2, I think, or Rocky 3. One, Rocky 3, where he's, uh, I think he's doing the commercial. Yeah, that's like honestly just a Rocky joke. That was a good, uh, good little one-liner they put in. I've seen those movies, I think, once, you know? Like, get him out of the way, get him in the in the old zeitgeist, and move on. <laughs> I get into that zeitgeist of 1979, and I leave. I get right out again. The, exactly. only, the only Rocky movie I've watched and enjoyed was Creed, which I don't know if you're allowed to count it as a Rocky movie, but I liked Creed a lot. It's the, the Hobbs and Shaw. It's the Hobbs and Shaw of that universe, of that Fast and Furious universe. It's a spinoff. I, I would argue that I, the main, my main issue with the other Rocky movies is how Michael B. Jordan isn't in them. Mm. But they got, they got Carl Withers. <laughs> I like I, him better uh, in Arrested Development. I will, always, <laughs> I will just always think of Michael B. Jordan as uh, Wallace from the first season of The Wire. Mm. And so any like cool stuff he does, like... Any, you know, sexy poses he takes, I'm like, get out of here, Wallace. Mm-hmm. Even, have you seen Black Panther? Because he's so, he's so sexy and so scary. I know, and I actually, I did, I liked Black Panther and I liked him in it, but I can't see him as anything other than Wallace. He's so good in Black Panther that I'm not sure that I want to see Black Panther 2 because I'll be disappointed because I'm pretty sure he's not coming back. I, yeah, yeah I, I would have liked him to be the Black Panther. He was he was speaking that truth. I mean, I like, they, right. uh, they, they Palpatine him, where the, that guy, <laughs> he's actually going to be a clone, and he's going to come back. Sure. Spoiler alert. Whatever, fine. And he, you, you as know, long as he takes his shirt off, what do I care? Yeah, have those dots on you, you weirdo. Through that <laughs> like plant herb, all things are possible, so jot that down. You really think they should just give that to, like, everybody? You'd think, right? Yeah, would make just Wakanda a, stronger. Real like yeah, it's just pragmatic. An, an army of Black Panthers, or just like sell that shit, man. <laughs> Do yeah. you know how much I would pay for, for that? Sure. Oh my god! Do you know how much uh, Jeff Bezos would pay for that to like never die and have cool uh, black guy athleticism, <laughs> or whatever it gave you? It is weird that none of these billionaires are using their massive wealth to, like, give themselves robot arms or anything like that. Because that. that's of. probably the first thing I would do. Anyone Dude. who has that much money also has that much money to cover up the fact that they're doing that. Well, that's true. Maybe he's got excellent robot arms, and we just don't know. Actually, that's why we should throw a bucket of water on Jeff Bezos <laughs> when we see him. Just in case he starts his servo start going uh, crazy. They, they do oh, have a him. thing in some warehouses i think including at amazon where it's like an exosuit oh yeah the mechas for sure where it's just like it doesn't make you like bigger faster stronger necessarily but it just takes some strain off your muscles so it's like easier to do a shitload of manual labor it's like an endurance thing rather than a strength thing but like if he's giving those to these people that he doesn't even consider to be people i'm sure he has some real shit for himself Oh, that's some Marie Antoinette shit. That's just some dumb, some dumb rich guy shit. Of like, 
give the poors their mech suits so they can plow my fields better. And then people start knocking down his castle walls, and he's like, wait a second, they're going to eat who? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I bet he's like Kobe Beef. He's all marbled and fat and massaged. Quite <laughs> <laughs> <Very> delicious. <laughs> Gross. Oh, boy. All right, well... What have you guys been up to? It's I, it's one of your turns now. So I actually have a, a new uh, instance of my... Uh, I've been trending lately with my new segment, which was um, just one thing I yelled about like a year ago. Uh, and also I talked about it last week. It's uh, it's it's Sam Scams. Back for oh, more. Okay. The third edition of Sam Scams. This week, you know what I think is a scam? All right. Well, let me, let me lead you into it. Consider... Buying spices, we'll say cayenne pepper, like powdered cayenne, uh, at the grocery mm-hmm. store. Sure. What shape should that vessel be? Square. So I would say it's either like the square one or it's like the weird kind of beveled cylinder that spices come in sometimes with like the circle holes on top. Those would be my guesses. Not in like a bear or something. So my my I'm I'm ha- having a lot of trouble with you guys saying square because square is two dimensional and you need three dimensions to put. Yeah, or like a rectangular prism Rect- or like a beveled cylinder. Rectangular prism is the correct answer. We're we're ha- we've had some work done on our kitchen lately, and so basically we had to take all of the shit out of all of the drawers and put it in boxes for a week, and we're working on putting it back. And I was like. Our spice uh, drawer situation is whack. I'm going to painstakingly organize these spices as opposed to throwing them in willy-nilly, which is what we did before. Uh, yeah, yeah. And some of these spices are cylinders instead of rectangular prisms, and I hate them. Because you put them down and they roll away from you. And it's like, hey, just just be a rectangular prism so you'll stay put, you bitch. Have you tried putting them down on the um, circle side? And uh, not the rolly side. The drawer isn't tall enough. They would uh, be decapitated oh, if no. I tried that. We'll put them in a cabinet, not a drawer. But we put them in the drawer. That's where they go. You're the only person in the history of time to put them in a drawer and not a cabinet or like a rack. Yeah, well, the cabinet that's, that's is a... That's the problem. I mean, rack would be good. Cabinet is bad because the cabinets are um, like deep and tall. So you're going to have your like garam masala in the back row and forget that it's back there and buy more garam masala which is <laughs> which is the same issue which is the same issue you run into when you just throw things into a cabinet willy-nilly which is why i discovered very recently we have fucking three bottles of dill weed <laughs> that's, that's a rich person problem so you got ripped off. You, I could have gotten you an eighth of dill weed for what, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just a full eighth. Um, and yeah, and now you have you know thirty Raj uh, you know, sitting in your cabinet or your drawer rather. And it's like, when the fuck am I going to make enough Middle Eastern food to use all this? I don't think they even sell dill weed to people who make what I make. <laughs> <laughs> what a baller flex! <laughs> oh man. That's uh yeah I mean Sam you're right I have I have nothing to complain about here it should be a rectangular prism 
Great. Well, this went a lot better than when I said that lasagna was bullshit, so I'm going to take yeah, this win and that, roll. That's an idiot thing that only an idiot would believe. The, well, and that's ex- coming from Tyler, the guy who hates Italian people more than <laughs> literally anyone since my grandfather. <laughs> Actually, I talked to Mitch today about my thoughts on how all lasagna should be replaced with baked ziti, and he explained to me how he makes lasagna, which is he doesn't bother cooking the noodles. He, like, assembles what? lasagna with raw-ass noodles the night before and puts it in the fridge. So, like, the the tomato juice soaks into it, gets them all wet, and then you bake the lasagna the next day and it cooks the noodles while it's doing the rest of the heating everything up. And now I feel like I owe lasagna an apology. You at, first, what he did. <laughs> at first I was not on board, but as with everything Mitch does, he's right. Yeah, he's just like, hey, what if making lasagna didn't suck so bad? And I was like, I. Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That's very interesting. All right. Well, um, we only have one more interesting article. So we're going to go to brewbound.com. Untapped parent company acquires beer advocate. This is kind of a weird one. Next Glass, which is apparently the, the parent company of Untapped, has reached an agreement to acquire beer advocate. Beer Advocate and Untapped are similar but different beer rating platforms for those who are not in the know. Right. In the same um, way as Beer Advocate is the Model T and Untapped is, uh, I don't know, a Corolla? Like, I'm not going to say it's like a really nice car, but it's a lot better than a Model T. I wouldn't, buy a, I wouldn't buy a Corolla just in case. You know what I mean? I get it. No. I get it, but I will not laugh. That's fair. I'll take it. I'll take acknowledgement. <laughs> so, yeah, I also am um, more of a fan of Untapped than I am of Beer Advocate. But it is interesting. Uh, beer Advocate apparently does things like beer events and stuff like that that Untapped doesn't necessarily do. But, I mean, it's all kind of in the same space. This seems to me kind of like... What am I trying to say? So, you know, we saw all those mergers of small craft beer companies into these conglomerates. This kind of feels similar to me. And I wonder if it's, you know, a sign of contraction generally with things related to beer and craft beer. But didn't BA belong to AB or something? No, no, that was, um, was that? Oh, that was uh, Rate Beer, I'm thinking Rate Beer, Rate Beer, yes. Yeah, Rate Beer is like uh, Beer Advocate's shitty little brother that doesn't know what's up. (laughs) Yeah, that one got bought up by the, like, venture capital arm of AB or whatever. This is a little different because it's not really, like, it's not necessarily like a macro. And that's why I think it feels like these little companies coming together, it's kind of the same thing here. Like, all these little beer-related companies are now merging. I find it hard to say that Untapped is the little guy, but I guess compared to, I don't know. I don't know what you compare them to. I don't have any other, I don't, I'm not aware of any other beer rating apps. Compared to apps, they're the little guy, but that's kind of a shitty comparison. Yeah, I do feel like Untapped is kind of the peak of the beer rating thing. Like, it is the only one I know multiple people who use. Yeah, but they're not owned by, like, AB InBev or, you know, Constellation <laughs> Brands or anything like that. They're but, independent. But, right. But maybe Next Glass is the AB of beer rating apps. That's a shitty comparison. But, I mean, the, they, they're, they're 
I don't know, maybe a big fish in a little pond situation? I see what you're saying. What I think is crazy is that Beer Advocate apparently had significant uh, income from a print magazine that, like, the owner of it wrote. And, like, that is shocking to me. Yeah, because we all know print media is dying. It is dying, like, 100%. It's so shocking to me that you would fund an app via print media. It seems like you should go the opposite way. (laughs) Well, no, hold on. We all know what's happening there, right? Is porn? Laundering money for drugs. Oh, that's cool. Yes, yeah, cool to launder money for drugs, I find. If yeah. you're listening, cops. <laughs> you have to tell us if you're cops. Comment below if you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fuck, you got us. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much more to say about this, but it did seem like a, a noteworthy thing, because these are two, I mean, they're, they're recognizable names in the you know craft beer periphery world. So I wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. And I'm also going to ask Zach, what have you been up to? Oh, man. I'm trying to think of anything, like, really exciting has happened. Can, can, and... I, can, I ask, can I ask a question about your life? Of course. Top Gun, how's her new job going? I care a lot more about how her new job going is going than, like, anything in her life. So shout out Top Gun for getting a new job while hating her old job. She was like, I hate this job. I was like, we'll get a new job. And she was like, yeah, fuck yeah. What did and she then... do and what does she do now? So uh, she still actually works at uh, the same place uh, Sam and I work. Uh, oh. Her last day is in like two weeks. Wait, she's she's still? I didn't really. Mm-hmm. I thought she was done. She, she had to give four week notice. Mm. So although uh, she didn't have to, but she chose to give four week notice to help her team out. And because with yeah, her, so with her dying breath, she's too nice to those dumb fucks. Mm-hmm. It's true. Those dumb fucks plus Liz. <laughs> Shout out Lars Dern. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so she is going from one software company to another one that does uh, just different kinds of uh, software. So the new place she works at does, like, the infrastructure for, like, entering a ticket in at, like, help desks. It's, like, the software they use for that. That is, sounds boring. Is, oh, yeah, for sure. It sounds super boring. But the stuff we uh, do is boring, too, so it's, like, a lateral move in that respect. In boringness, yeah, and apparently in, like, stress, it's, like, way less stressful because no one's going to die if you do it wrong. So, yeah, and she gets paid more. So that's just one step closer to being a stay-at-home dad. (laughs) Yeah, all you got to do is chuck one upper and you're good to go. (laughs) Oh, man, so my mom was in town this past weekend. This cannot go anywhere I like. (laughs) <laughs> and, it's, and she was like, you got to just chuck one up her and, uh, and call it a day. And then she spit in her hand and went for a handshake. And I was like, we're not coal miners. We don't, we don't do that. Um, no, but she came up and it was like the most, uh, it's like the worst combination of stressful and boring when my mom is in town where like she feels the need to be entertained. But I'm like, you're not seven. Like I didn't make you come up here. I don't, there's nothing going on. Just give her the iPad. With fruit things <laughs> on iPad, it, and yeah. that's four hours right there. Here's Peppa Pig, Mom. We're in something. <laughs> <laughs> so she came up. But she actually did directly ask me uh, at when we were at brunch when Top Gun was in the bathroom. Hey, uh, wh- and I've already told Top Gun this. Uh, when are you uh, locking that down? <laughs> it's not like verbatim what she said, but oh, that was what she was getting at. I was really hoping that those were the words she said. Because your, your mom, I've never met her, but based on your stories, it seems like at the same time, like, 
old and confused while still being in a weird way hip. Yeah, my mom's pretty cool. So I could see uh, her saying lock that down. She's like, yeah, she's like what you imagine like a 70 year old Jewish woman, but also imagine her having like political aspirations. And she's like the mayor of every like small old woman community she ends up in. She's a powerful figure. She must be so disappointed. In me, oh, I'm the favorite. I'm so much objectively better than both my sisters were. Oh, it's because you're the baby. Yeah, I get bonus points, and then I also didn't disappoint her constantly in high school. (laughs) 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 Uh, um, But yeah, she was like, when are you going to make it, like, official that you're engaged? I was like, all right, relax. Like, I got it. I don't need pressure. Like, Like a a year plus three months. That's reasonable-ish, I guess. I mean, I've been dating Becca for eight years, and we're nowhere close to getting married, but whatever. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I was... uh, we were talking about this um, a few weeks ago when uh, – oh, I don't know if you know this, Tyler. If not, it's big news. Uh, Lars Gern is engaged. Oh, I didn't know that. Congrats to Lars. Yeah, and she's mar- She's she's going to marry the perhaps the only person nicer than her I've ever met. So that it's, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So it's a really great match. Yeah. But w- we were supposed to find out from them, but uh, Zach and Top Gun spilled the beans, and – and I was like, oh, they haven't been dating that long. I gotta, I gotta help him out. And I was like, wow, that's that's really quick, you know. Three Tex and I were together for a couple of years, and the, and then like, like later that day when it was way too late, I should have been like, oh, Beck and Tyler have been together for like my whole life, and they're not married. So I should have said that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That is for sure true. Are you just waiting to see if there's anything better on the horizon, or like you just uh, you don't want to be tied down? I don't <laughs> believe I, in it. No, it's not even that, like, yes, I'm, I'm like, a weird uh, anti-everything person, but it's just, I don't know, like, I barely feel like a person who can take care of myself. Like, I don't need any legal obligations to take care of anybody else. What is the mm-hmm. left-wing version of a libertarian? Because you're that, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> An anarchist? I think it's a douchebag. <laughs> that is for sure true. Oh, did she hear you say that you were nowhere close to being engaged? You, like, look over and be like, we're not even close? Like, she's sitting right... No, she knows. She's sitting right next to me. What? Uh, Zach was wondering if you were hearing this conversation. Oh, yeah. And I said, yeah. Yeah, Becca, I think, is even less interested in getting married than I am. Um, I mean, well, at this point, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at, this, oh, at this point. You were close for a while there, but then she changed her mind. <laughs> I, I really thought you were like... Yeah. I thought maybe because there's that, like, shitty almost anti-feminist but not really tradition of leap day being the only day ever that women are allowed to propose to men oh yeah so so that i guess zach you didn't know that's a thing that's sort of a thing i would have pressured i would have pressured top gun yeah right (laughs) yes yeah so now that uh that's that's just passed both of you guys have about four years to coast before you have to be like oh i gotta beat her to the punch nice No, yeah, I really, I really just don't, I, I just don't feel like I'm in a position for it. I think it's what it comes down to. No, that's fine. You can do whatever yeah. you want. I don't give a fuck. No, I, I'm not asking you. I, I'm, I'm not asking for your permission. You have, you or have our permission. You have our permission before you can say that you don't want it. You have it. Yes, you Shit. <laughs> Shit. Now I gotta get married. No, I, I <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not opposed to the idea. I just, uh, not, not in the position for it is really where I'm at. But um, that's for, hilarious for it, that your what mom it's worth, is trying to get two, two thumbs what? up. Two thumbs up on um, being married. It's like, I don't know. It's pretty cool. 
for what it's yeah. worth. That's yeah. Again, no, no problems with the idea of it. But um, that's hilarious that your mom is trying to to pressure you, Zach. I like that a lot. She's talking to me like I have like a second head growing out of my neck. She's like, <laughs> look, I don't know how much longer you can keep this up. You gotta, <laughs> gotta, you gotta throw one up in there. And, uh, it's probably because he's down. probably because your mom has met you and also met. <laughs> Shit, <laughs> I said true. her name. I'll bleep it. Don't worry. Even though she definitely said her name on those mystery D8 episodes, who cares? For sure. Um, I don't think I just like calling her Top Gun now. It's like a fun. It's fun to have a, an alter ego. Um, but yeah, it's true. If you meet both of us, you'd be like, "All right, I don't, I don't know how much longer you can keep this up. You got She's gonna see through it at some point." I almost asked her how much you were paying. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Well, uh, everybody knows that Zach gets rated low on the scale. But how did these beers get rated? I wonder. <laughs> Fucking balls, Tyler. <laughs> Yikes! All right, fine. I'll have you know, I came in second place at our high school turnabout court. Your what? That's barely a sentence. Your what? <laughs> I was voted second most qualified to lead our turnabout court. Alex Sadie Hawk. What? Turnabout no, no, is no. Sadie Hawkins dance. I'll explain that that word. It's probably confusing. Voted is like a process that people do civically, and me is, <laughs> is, is a name I call myself. So, so, so what you're saying is essentially uh, the women of the school voted you the second raddest dude? And the men. You know, everyone combined to vote. Yeah, I think the dudes probably helped you out more than the ladies did. I am very well liked by guys. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to acquire a taste. <laughs> I'm not impressed. I was on my prom court. We'll we'll duke it out and see who gets to uh, claim the title of shittiest in high school. Most superlative. I'll right. have you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I won most likely to be forgotten by their classmates. Really? No, that's not true. Voted, that's ooh? not true. That why would that why would that be a thing? That's just very rude. Very mean. The person who would actually win that would get no votes because everybody had already forgotten about them. Oh man! That's, now now I'm just trying uh, to think of who that would be. Who would that have been? I don't remember. Sometimes there you go. Sometimes I'm in I'm on, on Facebook and like the people you may know will come up and I'll just get smacked with a memory of somebody I haven't thought about in like 18 years and it's very bizarre. It's like oh fuck they're still alive probably because why wouldn't yeah. they be? Like I saw Mike Scribner on Facebook the other day and I was like Mike Scribner you look like a turtle what are you doing here get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Scribner. Aaron Porter, uh, you bullied me when we were eight, but you seem fine now. I don't know. I haven't paid attention. Yeah, for sure. Zach, rate your beer for us, please. <laughs> okay, fine. So I had Mango Milkshake uh, by Central Waters, a milkshake IPA. And I think as I settled in and kind of accepted the reality of the situation, it was like a less sweet kind of creamier sunny d sort of what it tastes like <laughs> yikes like have you have you had sunny d in the last 20 years because it turns out it turns sucks out dick. Bad. i yeah, love no, it i haven't I, haven't. I loved it so much but yeah. now all it does is make me feel like my teeth are gonna fall out of my head and it doesn't taste good i made fun of people who would get milk over like sunny d in middle school but it tastes like chalky acid i would rather right, i would rather drink raw like I would rather drink straight gin that was zero percent ABV than than oh. drink Sunny D. I, Tyler, you're making a face at me. I legitimately prefer the taste of gin to Sunny D. That's right. Look, you're you're putting me on the Sunny D defensive here. I I don't <laughs> I don't want to go. Up and, it's not a hill to die on for me. It's Sunny D. 
Um, fine. It Fuck, man. Like Tyler, it tastes like citrusy, not super sweet. Definitely nailed the kind of like milkiness, the creaminess. I think you could do a nitro of this. That'd be really cool. Oh, yeah. um, but I, I, I had a good time with it. And 7.6 is nothing to, to sneeze at. I think, oh, man, I think I'd probably give this like a uh, like a 6.8. Like this is not like anything life-changing, but it's been a very pleasant experience, all things considered. All right. I had Wedge Cut by Cigar City Brewing. Uh, wheat ale, I think, with, yes, with lemon peel, 4.5% ABV. This was fine. It was very kind of uh, middle of the road. So I'm going to give it a 5.5. Five. I mean, the lemon was there, but it was kind of, I mean, it was kind of subtle. The beer was kind of what you imagine when you think of the word beer. So, <laughs> you know, it's just it's just a, a real middle of the road type dealio. I think this would be like a good... <sighs> I don't know. Like you could, it it was drinkable. I'll say that. This is like a a decent like porch beer or like a barbecue beer maybe, because you'll just you'll just drink it and kind of forget that you drank it. So those are the people I will recommend it to. Anybody who's just chilling outside for a little bit, this is a fine beer to drink. And uh, and yeah, Sam, what have you got? Uh, well, as you well know, I have Potosi Shot Tower Espresso Stout, and I've been drinking it on purpose. Nice. I I think I started out being like not really sure what this beer was going for and i think the issue was that it was going for just being right down the middle i think a lot of the time coffee stouts feel the need to like kick you in the mouth and i'm often a fan of a kick you in the mouth beer but i think what they went for here was just like executing on a coffee stout on a high level and sometimes i have trouble with beers that are just trying to execute on what they're being on a high level and not do anything in particular right uh, so I, like i sometimes have trouble rating them but uh as someone who has tried and failed many times to make a dark beer mm-hmm. uh, this is a uh, a complete success of a dark beer i'm gonna give it a 7.9 i would say well, this is this is great for anyone who isn't sure if they could like a coffee beer if you're not sure that coffee beers are for you, I would say try this. And if you don't like it, coffee beers aren't for you. So, like, that's a success in a way. You learn something about yourself. I don't know. I've talked enough. I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> All righty. Well, it's Sam, I guess you're the winner. Congratulations. Thank you. Do you know what you'll be drinking next week? Oh, yeah. I have something unremarkable for next week. It's like, um, I think it's a prickly pear wheat from boulder brewing interesting all right well stick around everybody for that uh zach thank you for being on thank you for having me thank your dog for being such a good boy rupert that's you you're a good boy rupert you good boy uh everybody if you want to tell rupert what a good boy is oh and chai chai is a pretty good kitty if you want to tell the animals how good they are, you can email us at BruceDayTuesdayPodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at BruceDayTuesday. You can comment on our links at BruceTuesday.com. Don't let the bastards keep you down, and we'll see everybody next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Comes up here. Catch all your tears. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. Here comes a shot. Lose all your thoughts. Drink the remedy. Forget about your problems. This one's on me. Fix you for free. Drink the remedy, forget about everything. This one's on me. Got what you need. And take your medicine. You feel better. <laughs>
I'm doing two radio interviews. I'm a big star. Cool. Did you know the face of the uh, parks department? I honestly am. There is a there's like a pamphlet that they give out with information on all of the parks, and I'm on I'm on the front of it. Is it your butt? You're literally the face. Oh my god! You're I am literally the face of Delaware State Parks. Amazing. Well, I'm sure yeah. that 85 people that live there are like, wow, cool. I was going to say, think of how ugly everybody else is. <laughs> <laughs> but just snaggled two syrup drinkers over there. 